today on Laura Lynn and Friends. They found inflammation in the heart, swelling of the heart. Uh, they can stain for spike protein in the heart. Or they found fatal blood clots or fatal neurologic devastation with the stroke. So on a more probable than not basis, when someone dies after a vaccine, it's due to the vaccine. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the beginning of the last days. It sure is good to be with you. Um, I'm trying to quickly finish a little uh, bite of chocolate that I had, which is not part of my diet. But um, my new diet is stop eating when I'm full. And I'm not full right now, so I had a bite. Yeah. Um, really loving that chocolate nut today. Um, the DOJ is going crazy in the United States of America. Let's talk about it in just a moment. So opened my dad's Bible to see what dad thought was important. And I went to Proverbs today very specifically. And the reason is because Proverbs is full of all the wisdom of God. And uh, Solomon wrote Proverbs and he was considered the wisest man that ever lived. I mean, he'd have to be. He had over 700 wives and concubines. How wise would you have to be, hun, to <laughs> have all that? <laughs> Not very wise, he says. <laughs> kind of dumb, actually. Oh, man, imagine spreading yourself that, th that thin. Okay, so I looked down... Um, Considering all that's going on in the world and the incredible, I was thinking about how Proverbs talks about a man who spreads a net for another will fall into that same trap. That's happening right today. That is happening in the United States of America. They spread a net. They raided Mar-a-Lago. Please don't write me about Donald Trump. Don't, okay? Uh, they, they treated him unjustly. If you know all of the details about that, they treated Mr. Trump unjustly and they went into his home, into his wife's private stuff, into all the areas of his home uh, to get these documents that everyone already knew about that the FBI, in fact, had already seen. So they raid his place and now what? Oh, now we've got three sets of documents coming out. Well, so I opened up my dad's Bible and I thought, what did my dad underline regarding setting a net or everything. I came to uh, chapter 11 of Proverbs and it says nine, uh, verse nine, it says, a hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor. A hypocrite destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge shall the just be delivered. Oh, by the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is over thrown by the mouth of the wicked. The rulership is overthrown over the city, over the nation. It's overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. Well, I can't think of anyone more wicked today than, uh, than President Biden, who has, um, if you've seen the interview where he was asked about, you know, uh, Donald Trump having these documents that he had declassified, that the FBI knew about, how he was raided in his home, asking Biden about it. And Biden says, I just don't know how anyone can be so irresponsible. Really? So he's got classified documents where he keeps, what kind of car does he have? A Corvette. 
in his garage. They have video of him uh, doing a campaign, and he's driving that that uh, Corvette in and out of his garage. That's where they found the documents. That's how secure they were. <laughs> oh, oh, do we have videos? Oh, yeah, okay. I've given away the punchline. Okay, roll it. Just roll your video. Classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? Let me, uh, look, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, People, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage, okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So but anyway, yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, but as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. As part of that process, my lawyers reviewed other places where documents in my, uh, of, from my time as vice president were stored, and they finished the review last night. They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings and storage areas and file cabinets in my home and my, in my, my, my personal library. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn, this was done in the case of the Biden Penn Center, the Department of Justice, was immediately, as was done, the Department of Justice was immediately uh, uh, no notified, and uh, the lawyers arranged for the Department of Justice to take possession of the document. So you're going to see, we're going to see all this unfold. I'm confident. Thank you very much. Oh, man. Hey, Bal Winder Singh, thanks for sending us five bucks. Okay, I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Uh, now, that's not all. Take a look at this. Jonathan, um, our team just got off the phone with a senior official at the Department of Justice uh, weighing in on this point um, that we appear to be able to confirm that that is correct, that a third discovery uh, was a single document. According to this official to Fox News, the DOJ just found out about that one this morning, and it was found at his residence. <laughs> and do you have one more video on this? Or no, that's it. Um, and so, all right. Uh, so is it Corinne Jean-Pierre? today had to do such a dance, like a tap dance, do, 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 Try to explain how her boss, the president of the United States of America can look so deceptive, foolish, like a liar, like an inept leader for all of these months. Then we find out that the DOJ knew about the documents, I think maybe two uh, document um, discoveries, maybe just one, before the midterms. Did anyone say a word? Oh, no. You see, the media is so corrupt. We have a big problem because the media is in cahoots and in bed with the evil regime of the White House. And now it's all tumbling out and every net that they have set attacking Trump's children, attacking his boys and, and, you know, filing lawsuits against them nonstop. 
and Hunter Biden and his laptop with the proof of, you know, collusion with China, the Penn State issue, uh, the, the, is it called the, the Biden Penn Center in Pennsylvania? Um, finding out that millions and millions of dollars from Chinese donors coming. Why? Why are the Chinese so supportive of Biden? And what does that have to do with some of the trips that he and his son Hunter took? And some of the eyewitnesses to that. One specific guy, he's been on Tucker a couple times, um, Bobulinski, yes, sounds like a mob boss, doesn't it? But anyways, he's a good guy. Bobulinski's telling the truth on all of this, what he knew. The big guy they referred to Joe Biden as. Did, just asking, did Hunter Biden basically get funds and sell his influence with his father? At one point slated to be the president and then who became the president. And now, after they spoke so hideously, as soon as they find out, and, and by the way, Trump, after the Mar-a-Lago, found some more documents, and, and they immediately reported those documents, as they should, that, well, we found more documents. What did they do? They went directly to court, basically that day or next day, filed suits against him. And so now what, what they're saying is, but Biden's done everything right. He's reporting all the documents in his garage. He's reporting all of this stuff. So he's done the right thing. Well, isn't that what Trump did? You bunch of scoundrel, lying, deceiving criminals all in bed together. Well, this is a pretty cool day. It's so interesting how God has a way of allowing the trap that you have set for your enemy to come tumbling out. Unbelievable. And a really good day for me. I've enjoyed watching this. And Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre, you know, jumping through hoops, um, not making sense, uh, basically answering questions with, well... This is what I can tell you. We're looking into it. The DOJ is, now I think he is, you know, putting, uh, the DOJ is in quite a position, isn't he? You see, they really wanted to attack Donald J. Trump in light of the fact he's running to be president in 2024. They really, really wanted to get him on these documents he had. And now they realize. <laughs> That Biden, who was not president, who could declassify documents. When you're the president, you can declassify anything and take it with you. Uh, Hillary Clinton's done the same thing. All of the presidents have taken documents ad nauseum that they wanted to take with them. Yeah, Hillary Clinton broke the law too by, well, destroying her phones, her computer. She smashed to pieces her computer, her emails through, you know, the, the, um, it's called, uh, bleach, this bleach bit wash that they put on all her emails. <laughs> oh, it's glorious. You know, the Bible, I, you know, um, 
we, we have to be careful when we laugh because we don't want God's eye to go, hey, Missy, you better not be laughing too much at the enemy, you know, watching everything you're doing too. But there is a part also in scripture where it says that the people will rejoice when justice is done in the land. The people rejoice when they see the truth coming out. And right now, I mean, even the corrupt MSM is having to look like they've got egg on their face and it pains them to be reporting on this. It pains them that this is the entire topic of, of today's, you know, um, press conference, right? At the White House. It This is, oh, like, you know, we'll have to wait and see what the what those women at The View have to say now. Remember, this is what they said. Oh, yeah, Trump's a liar, you know. And uh, what is Biden? What is Biden? The man has shown himself repeatedly. Lie after lie after lie. It's all coming out. I, for one, am going to say thank you, God, for showing the truth. All right, so should we go into our lineup a little bit here? All right, so, um, oh, I might need to let uh, um, YouTube go. We do want to, uh, just before we let YouTube go, um, we've got some serious things we're going to be talking about. Um, what about the queer theorists conducting a street experiment on children, luring kids with colorful bubbles? That would be good to, to run before we go. We also just want to say that Lisa Marie Presley, um, has had a, it looks to be a heart attack or a, oh, what's happened? Lisa Marie, she, yeah, she is hospitalized after going into cardiac arrest. TMZ is reporting it, must be true then. Um, so we do pray that she's okay. We'll see what happens. Uh, yesterday there was a, another fellow who's died, um, Jeff Beck, and he was an amazing guitarist for different bands or Yardbirds and Rod Stewart and stuff. He, yep, he's, he died yesterday. Um, I have more, but let's go into, uh, this is, uh, an interesting thing. Um, I believe they're after the children in our world and they are, um, what do you call that? When you're sort of, you're sort of, you're luring them and uh, it's very dangerous for kids. So this is uh, an interesting thing on how, how people do stuff. Watch. I went to a very busy street corner on a Saturday afternoon in Asheville, North Carolina. And I took a big jug of bubbles, you know, children's bubbles that you would blow. Very colorful bubbles. And I sat on a, a low chair, so I was eye level with the children. The children were loving the bubbles. They were enjoying them. And their parents would walk over. They were a little concerned about me because I looked odd to them. And when their parents would walk over, I would say, these are queer bubbles and they're going to make your children queer. Not gay and lesbian, but queer, meaning that they're going to be healthy, happy, revolutionary queers. They're going to put an end to racism, misogyny, transphobia, and help change this world for the better. A few of the parents thought it was funny or interesting and said, well, I'll love my children no matter what they do. But almost all of the parents were very upset and would grab their children and pull them away, uh, screaming. The kids would be screaming because they wanted to play with the bubbles. 
And as the parents walked away, I would, and they would, kept saying, they would keep saying to me, sorry, I'm sorry, while they're walking away. And I said, why are you sorry? I mean, I want to know what you're sorry about. So that was the ritual. It, was, it felt very productive in many ways. Mm, good. I don't know what's wrong with parents not standing up for their kids these days and protecting their children. I, I do not understand uh, where the mother bears have gone uh, bringing kids to these queer sex capades uh, that go on with the, the folks that seem to have absolutely no decorum and dressed with these huge, huge breasts, and they are transgender people. Um, don't know why anyone would want to do that in front of kids, do you? Why you'd want to be such a weirdo and a nut? I don't know, but you're not safe to be around kids. So with that, anything else we can... Okay, we have a, something on global warming from a geog geologist. Let's do that one. Um, so we'll have a look at another perspective on global warming. Take a look. The key thing with talking about global warming is when do you start measuring? Yeah. If you started measuring 38 years ago, there's been no change. If you started measuring 150 or in the 1850s, then there's been a general warming of about 0 0.7 degrees Celsius with three periods of slight warming and three periods of slight cooling. If you started to measure from the medieval times, then in medieval times we've had a cooling of about 4 degrees Celsius since, say, 1200 AD. If you wanted to measure from the time of when the Vikings first appeared, about 750 AD, then we've had a distinct warming. If you want to measure when a, a temperature trend from the time of Jesus, then we've had a cooling of about 5 degrees Celsius. So if you're telling me that the planet's warming, my question is, since when? <laughs> Isn't that great? Okay, that was geologist Ian Pilmer. And uh, a lot of people have a lot of different perspectives on what is being said. And one thing for sure, you cannot get your information on global warming from CTV, CBC, or Global News in Canada, or MSNBC, uh, CNN, or any of those NBC people, crazy people in the United States of America because they're not telling you the whole story. They're not telling you the truth. Now, Canada is taking um, the same steps as the United States of America and beginning to talk about banning your, um, your, your gas stove. So my husband brought up an interesting point that if they ever wanted to shut down the grid, you know, to kind of have some colossal problem. Well, if you can't shut down the gas stove then mm, people can still get heat, they can still make food. But if it's all electrical, then they've got more control. Take a look. The agency in the United States is raising concerns about how safe they are, calling them a hidden hazard. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission is even considering a ban on gas stoves, saying they cause health and respiratory problems. Our Pat Foran is here with Consumer Alert. Pat. Thanks, Michelle and Nathan. This story will be bad news for anyone who enjoys cooking with gas, but there has been growing concern that gas stoves emit pollutants that are unsafe and may even lead to asthma in children. Many chefs enjoy the benefits of cooking with gas, the instant heat, the ease of temperature control, and burners great for searing or simmering. But what you can't see might actually harm you. 
Consumer Reports conducted tests on gas ranges and found levels of nitrogen oxides at more than double the standard for outdoor air. Nitrogen oxides are pollutants more typically associated with outdoor sources like power plants and cars and trucks. But new studies suggest that gas ranges can actually produce these emissions inside your home. Studies have shown that natural gas stoves emit pollutants such as nitrogen dioxide, carbon monoxide and fine particulate matter. The gases can worsen asthma and other lung diseases. And one study found that more than 12% of current childhood asthma cases in the U.S. can be attributed to gas stove use. Okay, so isn't that fascinating? Uh, Very, very interesting. Of course, whatever the United States uh, does, uh, we do whatever the WEF, the WHO, and all of the elites kind of suggest, whatever Agenda 2030 says, the world begins to fall in line with the craziest things ever. And so that is what's happening. Now, we are seeing a lot of things going on um, uh, in the world. And... uh, uh, All right. So I'm sorry. Yeah, I just had a very important text just popped up. It's it's important, but okay, we'll leave it. Um, See, I'm ADHD. All right. People are laughing at me. Um, So we we know a lot of things are going on in the world. Um, We we pray for everyone to be well. A lot of sudden deaths, a lot of um, athletes just falling over. But uh, meanwhile, you know, Hollywood's Jimmy Fallon is making light of the mRNA vax and putting a positive spin on Moderna's product. Um, Just wondering if this making light, you know, of such a serious problem and, uh, you know, an emerging problem is really the way to go. Take a look. Should I try say funky Colbert? Just before we leave YouTube, because the rest of the stuff that I want to share, and uh, we're speaking uh, with our an, an amazing guest today, uh, but we're just going to put the poster up for an event that is happening very soon. I want all of you here to mark your calendars. Wednesday, January 18th, 2023, David Ebby's office in Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, Stand united, heroes take action. The people say no to Bill 36, no right to choose. And basically they are calling for um, uh, David Ebby's um, position to be revoked and a recall on his recent appointment. So that is very important. Remember, January 18th, okay, from 12 until 3. Mark your calendars now, January 18th. 
12 till 3. All right. And so for you that are watching on YouTube, we have put the the uh, place to go right now to Rumble in the description. You can head on over there so we can talk about real things. Thank you very much for following us here. We urge you to get on Rumble, subscribe so that you will be notified every day when we go live so that uh, you start, you know, really um, finding us and you don't have to do this little switch all the time. Nonetheless, we love YouTube and we love our YouTube followers there. So we'll, we'll, um, we'll follow you over on Rumble. Okay. Thanks very much. I want to show you uh, something um, fantastic. Peter McCullough is just sounding the alarm. He was on with Laura Ingram last night and uh, there is trouble in paradise. Let me tell you, Dr. McCullough says Fauci is wrong. Uh, referring to Fauci's claim of mRNA-induced myocarditis being very rare. Well, we've got some numbers, and it's not as rare as Fauci might lead people to believe. Take a look. Before COVID-19 vaccination in the European leagues, under age 35 active players, 29 cardiac arrests per year. Since the vaccines have been released, that number now annualized uh, from a universe of, of publicly reported deaths we reviewed is now 283, nearly a tenfold increase. And we've also demonstrated a rising mortality in those under age 15. So this is a disturbing trend. What we know is it's a straight line. Most of these leagues and teams mandated the vaccine. The FDA indicates the vaccine can cause myocarditis and blood clots. And the autopsy studies show that myocarditis and blood clots in some cases can be fatal. And now we're witnessing an explosion of death of young people. Well, Dr. McCullough, uh, Dr. Fauci was pressed on the myocarditis cases from the vaccines last week. Here was his response. Some of the mRNA vaccines can cause a self-limiting, almost invariably benign, inflammatory response in the heart, which generally resolves in a very short period of time. It is very, very rare. Overwhelmingly, COVID itself causes that in a dramatically higher rate. Is he correct? No, he's not. In a paper by Daniels and colleagues in JAMA, before the vaccines, uh, the NCAA Big Ten looked for myocarditis. They screened thousands of athletes. They found a handful of cases, none of which were clinically significant. Two Valley and colleagues from Israel has reported before the vaccines that with COVID, there wasn't a higher rate than the background rate of myocarditis, which happens with parvovirus and giant cell. Now we're seeing an explosion of myocarditis, which the FDA agrees happens in young people, 90% men, mainly people uh, in the younger age groups, uh, due to the COVID-19 vaccine, fatal cases reported by Verma, Choi, Gill, and Patone. So Fauci is wrong on this. This myocarditis is serious. The vast majority are hospitalized, and it can be fatal. Well, Dr. McCullough, for all of us, uh, you know, lay people in the world of medicine, how would you determine in an autopsy whether the vaccine had, in, had created this environment for cardiac arrest? How, how would you determine it? In a paper by Schwab from Heidelberg, Germany, they examined uh, people who died at home after the vaccine within 20 days. And they found 71% of the time, it was a clear-cut cause of death. They found inflammation in the heart, swelling of the heart. Uh, they can stain for spike protein in the heart. 
or they found fatal blood clots or fatal neurologic devastation with the stroke. So on a more probable than not basis, when someone dies after a vaccine, it's due to the vaccine. So all of this PSYOP going on with the safe and effective Dr. Teresa Tam, Dr. Bonnie Henry in my province, you're culpable in what is happening. Just in the last two days, I've had word. One of my friends, her 56-year-old son, passed. We're all hearing the stories. It's happening. You're lying. You will be held responsible. I pray in this lifetime, but if not, before God. Project Veritas. They've uncovered a few interesting uh, things by going undercover. And uh, here's something where it pretty much shows uh, how Pfizer scientist Chris Kroos was aware of the troubles with the vax and it causing myocarditis. That's what we're looking into right now. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, we're doing, we just sent like 3,000 patients samples mm-hmm. to get tested for like elevated troponin levels yeah. um, to see if it's vaccine based or mm-hmm. so What's it look like? I don't know. We're, we just sent that over this past week and the last batch will be sent over next week. All external testing. We'll see. Hopefully it's good. Well, no. I mean, if not, then my opinion, that might pull something from the market. Yeah, a lot of people are asking for it to be pulled from the market because it's harming people. And most Canadians listening to mainstream media have no idea. In the United States, Christy Nome slams Biden and Trudeau about COVID mandates as she welcomes Canadian business to South Dakota. Take a look. What we're doing in South Dakota is reverberating across this country and around the world. We would be growing even more if there wasn't federal mandates preventing companies from coming here. President Biden just extended those mandates last week. We're in touch with a company in Canada that wants to move their business to the Black Hills. I can't share a lot of details with you yet, but we're very excited about this company. They are currently buying property that they haven't even seen in person. And this family and their business have suffered due to the COVID restrictions and vaccine mandates in Canada. Their daughter was even expelled from her university for refusing the vaccine. They are ready to gain back their freedoms. They want to grow their business and improve their quality of life right here in our state. The Biden administration's vaccine mandates are standing in their way. We are going to help them and we're going to help them start a new beginning right here in South Dakota and embrace their freedom again. Mm. Okay, so what they've done to the world is they've killed business. They have literally killed people because of depression and they've caused children to be harmed by all of the mandates and now causing trouble for more Canadian businesses. So it's an interesting time that we've been in. Um, Should we move to our, we have uh, the coincidence theorist, but we'll do that at the end of the show, I think.
And, um, oh, there is, uh, yes, one final website before we go to our guest. Now professional athletes are making the connection between the many athletes collapsing and the MR, mRNA shots and vaccines. You see, it can't be hidden for all of that long. People are understanding there's got to be a reason that all of these athletes are falling down. What is happening? And for everyone to keep on saying it's not the vax, it's not the vax. Well, it's coming out and I'm grateful we're able to talk about it. NFL linemen suggest COVID vaccines to blame after the college basketball player collapses. So some very brave athletes are now getting more courage to speak up publicly about what they're seeing. And they're saying, it's got to be like, what else is this? What is going on? And I admire them. Can you imagine what they're facing in the background? Uh, they're probably getting, you know, a talking to by their coach and being told to stop it. Uh, do not say things like this. You can't cause vaccine hesitancy. This is ridiculous. You, you know, as they just continue to force all of these folks forced my body, my choice, not anymore. So you have to pay a high price at least if you don't want, if you want to maintain the choice, you have to pay a very high price. And that price is you go against the entire narrative and world. I came against all of that. So have my family, friends, and loved ones, many of them. And we are able to stand strong. And you know what? It doesn't matter. In the face of evil, we are not going to cower and bow not for one second. Well, there's someone else who does not cower and bow and his name is James Davison. And, uh, he has been working very tirelessly in the Vancouver area to bring truth and knowledge to what is going on. And now he's taking on an even bigger project to recall David Ebby in his position. And so James, I just want to welcome you to the show and I want to thank you for all of your great events. And, uh, I was there last time when we had Bill Vanderzam showed up, Maxime Bernier was there. You had some other, um, keynote speakers and you're trying to rally everyone to be awakened to what is actually going on. And now you've kind of set your sights on David Ebby. So tell me about that and what is going on. Well, first off, thank you very much, Laura, for taking me on the show. Um, this is such an important issue for all British Columbians. Uh, this is all of our battle. And I'd like to say that uh, Stand United is very proud to be working in conjunction with uh, Team Fight 36. Um, they are the ones who are taking care of the legalities for this petition to recall David Eby. And that's exactly what we're going to do. So for starters, um, we just know that this, this bill got slipped in unjustly. Uh, for, for starters, you, you have to have a bill go through legislation and it has to go through the three readings. But based on the fact that we have a majority in the NDP government, they slipped this through without going through proper procedures. And it had absolutely no mainstream media attention whatsoever. And this bill, unfortunately for our medical professionals and for us as citizens here in this uh, beautiful province, it's gonna be detrimental to the healthcare you're gonna be receiving in your times of need moving forward. Um, and that is because the retribution 
for any medical professional in any field to speak outside the narrative uh, will result in fines up to $200,000, six months in jail, and uh, the loss of your business license, and many more other subjects such as Adrian Dix, our health minister, will have the final say on uh, what informed consent really looks like. So he'll be able to modify informed consent, which is law in Canada, to enter into any contract. Yeah, right. this is deep, or this is deep. It, it really is deep. And um, I know that Dr. Mackis has been drawing attention to it. Many of the doctors uh, that have heard about it have been um, making awareness to Canadians. Um, your website, standunitedbc.ca, is where people can find out more information about this extremely important um, event that's happening and also this important issue going against Bill C-36. Um, one of the things it says on this page that I have here, I'll see if I can bring it up a little bit, but um, Premier Ebby's implementation of this bill will cause irreparable harm and damage to our medical system. There will be a significant loss of integrity due to a lack of qualified expertise in each medical profession dictating to the true medical professionals. Bill 36 is a leap in the wrong direction. The public now and in the future will be harmed if Bill 36 is enacted and you can make a difference for all British Columbians. We are working together to recall David Ebby. We require what you need now is 500 registered canvassers. And these are the people that would donate their time and become a volunteer, correct? To get that's, the signatures. That's exactly right. Um, it's going to take a lot of legwork. So the way that this actually, the process of this recall works is first of all, in order to be a canvasser, you do specifically have to be qualified as a registered voter to begin with. To sign the petition, you have to either one, live in David E.B.'s writing, which is West Point, Vancouver, or you could still sign this petition if you did live in West Point, Vancouver, when John Horgan was originally um, selected or elected, if you want to say, <laughs> um, as our premier. So those are the only people who can actually sign the petition. But in order to actually canvas to go and collect those signatures, you do have to be a qualified registered voter. You have to um, sign up as well to okay. be a legal. You, you have to sign up for this. So on this this link here for the register as a volunteer, those links will take you to the form you can fill out. You can fill it out on your computer and then you have to actually print it. You need to sign it. You need to scan it and send it back to Salvatore. So that way he can get you registered and we can get your help out there. Okay. And uh, we're happy to see Marcella in the chat, giving out a lot of information. Uh, so she'll be helping us cover all of this as well. Um, I want to look more at your website here, if we could pull this up. Um, so uh, the the reason now, now David Ebby, would you say that he is behind this Bill 36? Personally, I think he is just a globalist puppet, and I think this has got more to do with uh, the Adrian Dix's, Bonnie Henry's, and the rest of the health ministers across Canada for the power, for the control. This bill is specifically about controlling the narrative, and we have all been facing in the last three years a medical health crisis, which 
you know, we know uh, from our standpoint hasn't been too scary. Uh, that being said, the scary part of it is they do get to control the way we live our lives based on this. So I think it's a globalist uh, attack on our fundamental rights um, so that policies will outweigh our Bill of Rights, our Charter of Rights and our international laws that have protected us here in Canada and North America right. for a very long time. So Yes. And, and uh, it's an interesting tactic that you're uh, really pushing and implementing you and a bunch of great heroes in British Columbia. And f for those that don't understand recall, um, you basically have outlined it on the website. It says recall is a process to remove a member of the legislative assembly, an MLA from the office between elections. A registered voter collects signatures, other registered voters in their electoral, uh, of other registered um voters in their electoral district. Required signature threshold is met. The MLA is then um, is then dismissed, I guess, and a by-election is held. Um, so the voter, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's truly the beauty of it, is we will have an opportunity to now elect in a by-election, somebody who has our best values um, and in mind for Canada moving forward. And hopefully right. we can do that. Sorry to interrupt you, go ahead. No worries. And, and, and this is great. Um, um, this is democracy in action, really. Like when we all think, oh, what can we do? We can't do anything, you know, and we get a little bit down at, you know, evil just uh, constantly having their justice, except for in the United States today, it's, it's, it's a pretty good day, I'd have to say. Um, but um, here in Canada, the voter organizing the recall petition is called the proponent. For the petition to be successful, the proponent must collect signatures from um, more uh, of the voters eligible to sign the petition to be, um, I'm sorry, part of it's kind of missing there, but to be able to sign this petition, an individual must be currently registered to vote and have registered to vote in the MLA's uh, electoral district. So this is something very specific to David Ebby's, um, Ebby's, um, district and that's why you're calling for this rally to be there people can show up they can volunteer that day they can become part of the process on how you're going to literally am i understanding this going door to door to collect signatures and in any manner you can of anyone that lives in that riding absolutely it's all about awareness as you know you were talking about the mainstream media being the virus yourself in your own way just before i got on um they're not explaining to the people the dangers that are involved in you know the risk to our healthcare system here in british columbia and how this is only going to strain it more than it's ever been strained so yes we are going to be canvassing in his local area we might be in malls we might be at the canadian tire we might be uh putting brochures on people's uh windshields in in shopping centers we are going to get the information out every single way we can. There's going to be uh, several people taking shifts at David, David Eby's riding uh, to inform people with the pamphlets. Uh, people can sign up. This rally needs to be huge. I just want to say to, to all of the people in British Columbia now, this is kind of my strength, okay? I want to bring people together so we can accomplish something. And this is huge because if we fall here, we have basically dropped the ball on our future our freedom in this in this country this is where the buck stops and we need to pick up the pieces as a collective take the responsibility ourselves to chip in we have 60 days as of next monday our petition will be fully certified and enacted and on the wednesday um, which will be the 18th 
we're going to have our rally and we're really going to be able to put a lot of people to work. So showing up at this rally, you're going to get all of the information, but having that big group of people there with all the signage up and we have some beautiful signage. We have a huge stage. We have doctors coming to speak at this rally. We have an MLA coming to speak at this rally. We have a lot of really good people stepping up to spread the word and get the information out there because information is half the battle. But we have to figure out who's able and capable to chip in. So we're going to need 40% of David Eby's riding minimum to sign this petition to move him out. And I believe that accounts equates to 16,000 signatures. So it's really not that much. Um, however, uh, we will be going door to door. We will be going to malls. We'll be going to busy places and we're going to get the word out. We're going to get as many signatures as we can because we want to come in at over 40% just to ensure that if there's any bulk, faulty paperwork or if they discredit any paperwork, we'll have other people's uh, signatures on this petition to um, make sure we don't have a shortfall. Right. So we have a lot of work to do. And with many hands, the work is light. I have another share there, JT. And with your permission, uh, would it be all right if uh, I share the Justice Center's um, concern about British Columbia's Bill 36 to kind of break it down for us to understand? Um, would that be all right? Absolutely. Yeah. Please do. Um, the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms today issued the following statement. Now, this was back in November, so this has been around a little bit. Uh, is expressing its concern about the proposed Bill 36, which is about to go through third reading in the provincial legislature, which is my understanding that it has, I believe. Um, so Bill 36 contains provisions which, if enacted, will permit the health minister to appoint college boards who must unilaterally establish vaccination requirements on all health practitioners for any illness the government deems requires vaccination. So looking into the future, that could be many different things that they deem now need a vaccination. Since they were so successful uh, and got, you know, some 80% or whatever it is of British Columbians and Canadians, uh, whether that's true or not, I really don't know. Um, but uh, to sign up for these vaccinations, well, we've got another thing that we feel that you need a vaccination for. So it doesn't end with just COVID vaccines. And to impose proof of up-to-date vaccination status as a condition of licensing. So um, college registrars would be empowered to dismiss any application for licensing or renewal of license that does not contain proof of vaccination without notice or without a regulatory hearing. So it's my understanding that this would also include those young people that are now going to school uh, to be a doctor and, and all doctors, th they would be required to, to fully, you know, which really they're already putting in place right now. The legislation contains provisions that would allow the college to discipline any dissenters. <laughs> You're a dissenter and you will get disciplined. And those who speak out against the college policies. So listen to this. Um, this is so problematic because this is now going into an area of you have a problem and you don't want to do it. Okay, you're dismissed. But also those who speak out against the college policies or who fail to comply with loss of license. This is also about our speech. This is about what Jordan Peterson is having a problem with Canada on. This is about what Canadians should be um sounding the alarm from one end of this country to the other that we are not allowed to speak our mind and in fact that's the reason that we've 
been kept in the dark about many of the things going on uh, with the vaccines is because doctors are not allowed to speak. They will they they will be considered dissenters for speaking out, and they will be punished. I was at the CFC town hall just the other day, and speaking there, you know, rallying people to come out and be a part of this if they're not aware of the event. And there were two doctors there, Dr. Holly and there was Dr. Kevin Slater there. And both of them are leaving. Holly is on her way out to Mazatland and Dr. Kevin Slater might be going to Mexico but, or, or Alberta. So this is gonna be an exodus of medical professionals in British Columbia. So this isn't good well, for any of us. They're all realizing the that unless they comply, they will be considered a dissenter. And uh, this justice report says that they will have up to a $200,000 fine and um, as well as to order jail time for up to six months if a healthcare worker is deemed to have made a false or misleading statement. So we're going to put people in jail who, who say something that is, they want to consider false or misleading. Oh, what's false or misleading in today's um, culture? Oh, anything but safe and effective. If you have anything else to say about that, then you're a dissenter and that could end up putting you in jail. Mexico does begin to look pretty good, doesn't it? Y'all want uh, all of our good doctors leaving Canada? This is the fight of our lives, everyone. This is it. This, this is, is this for is the, the protection of our doctors and our, our healthcare. See, this, this really boils down to taking away the freedom of choice for the private owners, uh, private practicers, um, different doctors or whatever facility it is for whatever medical procedure it is. You could be a chiropractor, a dentist, a doctor, whatever the case may be. Um, everybody's going to have to be up to date with whatever they want you to take. Sorry about that. Which means a lot of the ones who have decided to take the high road on the... Uh, are going to have to face a hard choice. They're either going to comply or they're going to shut their doors and they're going to move on. And if they haven't complied in almost three years to this nonsense, they're, they're not going to. So we're at a state right now that this is the hill to die on. Um, there's, there's so many other problems like your doctor, patient, uh, respectability for privacy. Is, that's a part of this bill as well. They're going to be able to shut down the doors of a practice if they have to and come in and take the paperwork. So if they want to know if you're up to date with this, that, or the other thing, your privacy is no longer between you and your doctor. It's now the privacy of you and the government. So You know have, what's so uh, ironic, uh, James? It just strikes me as I see all of the daily toll, uh, another sudden death, uh, you know, something else happening. The thing that you're not allowed to ask is vaccine status right? Don't ask that. Oh no, don't bring that. That could bring up vaccine hesitancy. If we start looking at the increased deaths worldwide, vaccine hesitancy, but we want to know every doctor, what's your vaccine status, please? And if we don't have that, and if we don't know that, and if you're not complying, and if you're saying anything other than, than, uh, than what we tell you to say, you could face a $200,000 fine jail time 
and have your license revoked or removed. So you've put in years and years to become a doctor. It all boils down to one thing. Are you willing to take a vaccine? Are you willing to be forced to have a vaccine put in your body that you don't want? And hey, it's not going to stop at these vaccines. It's, it's going to be who knows how many vaccines they think that, that we're going to be forced and, and have to be you know maligned and, and um, manipulated into getting. Well, they're, try they're trying to trick people now into getting their booster every three months. And there's a new variant. Um, and that's, you know, Bill Vandersam said it really eloquently when we were at the College of Physicians and Surgeons holding a rally um, there that, you know, be prepared. There's going to be more variants and they're going to keep pushing this. It's not over. Don't become complacent because they're making too much money off of this. It's an agenda. And we have to, we have to get in front of this. You gotta realize that British Columbia is the testing grounds for the rest of Canada. And if we don't stop this here and give the blueprint to the rest of the uh, provinces across Canada, which is exactly what we're doing, we're creating the blueprint to stop this nonsense now. And it doesn't stop at this premiere. We're gonna start going after MLAs. We're gonna start taking these people off their pedestals, but right now we're going after the head of the snake. Yes, we would like to take down Adrian Dix as well, but the MLAs have gotta go. And once these people start losing their jobs because they're people it's going to start hurting them and they're going to start thinking that the people do have the power and we do have the power so long as we work together you know in poland it was solidarity and i know you're good friends with archer Pulowski, so you understand solidarity in canada it's stand united because it's exactly what we need to do this can happen we are going to win and we are going to remove um, david Eby. he's going to be he's going to be removed and it's because we are going to do the work. This is a war. I just want to remind people that in a war, you know, you need a few things. You need to have attrition. You need to have stamina. You need to have heart. And you need to put in the work. Because if we allow this to get to the other point where you're being forced into doing something you won't do, what is going to be the policy for you? It's all coming down the chain. And this is where we have to start taking the power back and the responsibility ourselves to take some of these higher up jobs within our MLAs, uh, within our premiers, all over the place. Uh, in a in way, our, in, our in a way, James, you're literally standing in defense of doctors right now. Like you are saying, uh, we love you doctors, we need you, and we need you to be strong and not comply to this because it's going to be bad for you. I mean, we're out here. We can all say no, right? We're, we're saying no. We will say no. We will not participate in this tyranny for a second. And, and many of us have, have decided that, you know, it, it doesn't matter what the cost is. We're not doing it. And, but the doctors, it costs them everything. It costs them their, their you know, this their paycheck. Like this. Yeah, I mean, how many of them have lost their uh, licenses to practice med medicine? Uh, we're, we're looking at them all the time. I, I just want to quickly go through the list of uh, doctors and people who are going to be at this rally. I'll open up my phone here, Laura. These, sure. these, men and women, these men and women are heroes. And at the very least we can do is we can stand with them and give them a platform to stand on and bring people to these platforms so they can know what's at stake for them in the future. This is our time to stand united and stand with our doctors. That is all that matters. Um, we are, we're Canadian and we're strong. And our, our forefathers, our, our parents, our grandparents, I mean, they made this 
country great and our great grandparents. And we are certainly not going to leave it in a shambles for our, our children. So we've got Rick Dignard. Okay, so he's one of the ones leading the uh, the charge with Fight 36, Fight Team 36. Uh, Chia Vanderzam, she doesn't really need an introduction. I mean, her dad was premier here. She's amazing. Uh, we've got Andrew Dodge, CFC. Aurora, she's a nurse. She spoke at the uh, PHSA. She was amazing. Dr. Stephen Pellick is going to be there. Uh, we've got... Uh, see here sorry just give me a second uh, we've got dr holly Fortchuk coming to speak at this rally to you all we've got Diana, dr anna kindy we've got dr york singh we've got dr hoff coming um teresa schmidt she's going to be there speaking daniel nagas he's going to be there for y'all dr malthouse michelle middle she's going to be there um we got dr kevin slater as i've said and uh, John Ristad, actual MLA, who's coming to speak at this rally, and he's from uh, uh, Nico Lakes. So this is terrific, and if we're lucky enough, we'll have Laura Lynn to, uh, to inspire us all. No, no pressure. <laughs> oh, man, it's a long drive for me right now to get down there. Um, I, I appreciate that. I'm just so proud of you. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make uh, an effort. I appreciate that. Um, I just thank you for what you're doing. We do have a TikTok video by one of our favorite Vancouverites, uh, Barracuda Barbie, and uh, she's got some some things to say. Is this a good time to roll that, James? Absolutely, please do. Okay. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year from beautiful British Columbia, Canada. BC, we need to take action. As British Columbia's healthcare system verges on collapse, Provincial lawmakers have enacted sweeping changes to the oversight of medical professionals. In a surprise move, workers are denouncing as unnecessary, years-long transition ripe for political interference. CTV News. British Columbia's installed Premier David Eby has enacted a bill, Bill 36, here in British Columbia. Bill 36 will give the government the power to censor doctors. If a doctor is deemed to be spreading misinformation, he can be fined up to $200,000 and get up to six months in jail. There's a plethora of things in this bill that are absolutely disturbing, one of which is forced medical interventions for people that are working in the healthcare profession whenever the government deems they should have to have one. or they will lose their licenses. Bill 36 will have BC's doctors running for the hills and moving to other provinces. And make no mistake about it, if it passes here in British Columbia, it will be spreading like wildfire throughout the country. Stand United is hosting a rally outside of David Eby's office on Wednesday, January 18th from 12 till 3, 2909 West Broadway, Vancouver, British Columbia. You can go to Stand United's page, standunitedbc.ca, hit the tab Bill 36 to see more, sign up, and be a volunteer and help get David Eby recalled. The push to get David Eby recalled is huge. Please go to standunitedbc.ca, click on the Bill 36 tab and see how you can get involved and how you can stop government overreach from taking over 
our bodily autonomy, and our healthcare system. Heroes take action. Thank you. I love that lady. She is a spunky gal and, uh, and has pretty much laid it all out there. Um, you know, I, I liked her point, James. Um, this matters to us as citizens because these are our doctors. Um, they are harming and forcing and manipulating and tyrannizing the doctors specifically of British Columbia and those who want to be doctors, which is a bit of a personal point for me because of someone I know that's doing that, forcing people, no information given. I bet they have no clue about all the stuff we're talking about here, right here every single day because they're not getting the information. CTV, CBC, and Global are not covering it. And David Eby is certainly not putting that information out. And so we, we're left with no choice as, um, as Canadians, but to fight the hardest we've ever fought and say, this is not acceptable. And I, I have no idea how they think that they can implement something like this and, you know, um, and, and to, to your point, allow this. To your, to your point, Laura, that's exactly right. It's the mainstream media who hasn't been doing their jobs and in informing any of the public that Bill 36 um, is now uh, passed through legislation. It was done unlawfully. And besides that, they haven't spoke on it. So obviously they're not telling anybody of the harms that it can create to our medical system. I do want everybody to know one more thing about our website here. And thank you very much to Marcella Desjardins for laying this all out. She, she does this work for us at Stand United just to make it easier for people to navigate. Um, so please come to the web, website, standunitedbc.ca, and you can find all this information to sign up as a volunteer, get yourself registered, uh, figure out what you have to do for the recall process information. It's all there for you, as well as something very important. We have a template on this page as well that you can copy and paste, and it's a letter to the mainstream media. So you can also copy and paste uh, three different sending addresses, email addresses for the CTV news, the CBC news, and as well as the global news. So that way you can copy paste and send it out that this rally is happening and it's important that they are there to um, report what these doctors are telling us at this rally. We're not bringing the doctors there uh, so they'll be forgotten. We're going to have a prop professional uh, video photographer there so that'll help and we'll help get the word out that way. Um, we're going to be putting um, people to action. So this is a call to action. We're all heroes here. Everybody has to step up. And also to, with any, you know, pray that the, the mainstream media covers this because if the public actually knew what we know, they would just want to get involved. This would be calling them. We wouldn't have to be calling them. They would just, they would feel called to help. So let's get that letter out to all the mainstream media. If you're listening, and you can't make it to the rally, you could easily just copy, paste, and send it to the mainstream media. And that way, the mainstream media will hopefully arrive and uh, report on what's happening in front of David Eby's office. Thank you very much. This is so important. Thanks for heading up such a, a great initiative and having just the, the sheer determination uh, to fight like this. I think this is what we have to do, and I hope that people join you in spades. Thank you very much very, very much for your time today, James, and for being such a strong fighter. You're uh, a real hero, and I do thank you. Well, one more thing, 
Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm just a regular guy, you know, small businessman, owner, operator. I work really hard. But, you know, I was inspired in the very beginning of uh, this scamdemic. And it was actually Laura Lynn who kind of took me out of my shell. So leaders create leaders. And I want to I wanna live by that. I want to create as many people to lead the way and lead the charge. We need heroes. So take action. See you at the rally. That's wonderful. I'm really honored by that. Thank you. All right. Take care. We'll see you there. Thank you, Laura. Bye-bye. God bless. God bless. Thank you. Fantastic. We all sort of wonder, well, what can we do? What can we do? Well, can you just show up? Can you just show up? I, I think this is a good day. January 18th, 12 to 3. Uh, not too much of your time. Get downtown. You can take the SkyTrain. Get there. Show your face. Uh, volunteer. If any of you can volunteer to help uh, get these names right in that riding, that would be very significant. All right, we have one final video. It's a little bit funny, but it's about all the coincidences going on. You know what I mean? So when you got that coincidental video, just roll it. Are you or a loved one suffering from a medical coincidence? You want proper medical care, but you don't want people sniffing around asking a whole bunch of questions about what might be causing your problem. At the Kaufman Institute for Coincidence, we won't look into the cause of your heart or other problem. We'll just fix it. That's right. We promise to only look at your symptoms. We won't get all curious looking for causes because that could get your employer or your doctor into some legal hot water. And nobody wants that. At Kaufman, we understand that coincidence is now the leading cause of death. Hey, we've got another coincidence over here. If we want to operate at the speed of science, there's no time for looking for causes. No pesky questions about drugs or vaccines you may have been given. At Kaufman, we specialize in the effects and leave the causes to the conspiracy theorists. And let's be honest, we know the cause anyway. It was a coincidence, right? For each new patient, Kaufman's talented team of doctors strap on their blinders and look directly at the problem area, usually the heart, just like the CDC recommends. Our main campus now treats myocarditis, blood clots, heart arrhythmia, stroke, heart attack, magnetic skin, difficulty breathing, full body blisters and burning, convulsions, kidney failure, memory loss, cancer, sudden death, and much, much more. Give your coincidence the attention it deserves, but not the wrong kind of attention. At Kaufman, schedule your appointment today at KaufmanCoincidence.com and receive a doctor's note with a real sciency sounding explanation to provide to your anti-vax friends, proving to them it was definitely not the vaccine that caused your coincidence. Kaufman, because coincidences happen pretty much all the time. <laughs> wow, I don't know how funny it is, but it is kind of funny the way they put all that, right? Oh, boy. All right. My name is Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson, and my website is laurelynn.tv. Thank you very much for joining us today. You have no idea how much we appreciate you. We have hundreds and hundreds of people watching across eight platforms, and so uh, we're, we're grateful that we have an audience that's listening, and um, it's better to be joined by a few good men than by a company of fools. I appreciate you being here. Um, for any of you that would uh, like to donate, become a monthly partner to help us, that'd be awesome. 
you go to my website, there's a donate button right there, makes it easy by credit card or whatever. You can make a one-time donation. You can make an anonymous donation. I don't know why people are doing that, but they're doing anonymous donations and we appreciate you. We also appreciate those that uh, are named and give us a little comment, say something nice to us. And when you donate that way, you get your tax receipt immediately unless you do a monthly donation, at which point you will get your income tax receipt at the end of the year. Um, you can also send uh, e-transfers, Live at protonmail.com. In fact, Live at gmail.com will also uh, get, uh, will also give you a way to give us an e-transfer to help us to do what we do. Thank you for all of you who are invested in watching us every single day. We see you, we see the numbers, we see your comments, and we absolutely love it. And we appreciate <laughs> everything uh, from being with us to praying for us. And for those looking for um, an, an investment opportunity, if you'd like to get some gold and silver, we trust Steve Merrill, Sovereignize at ProtonMail.com. That is who we think um, has got the the information that is helpful at this time. He's been in the business an awful long time. He's trustworthy and can give you very good advice if you're kind of wondering if you should be leaving your dollars in the bank when we don't know exactly what tomorrow leaves. Very, very serious times monetarily. So um, that's it. I, wanna, I want to, uh, in light of what's going on in the United States of America, I want to leave you with some scriptures from Psalms 141. And it says in verse 1, I call to you, Lord, come quickly to me and hear me when I call. May my prayer beset, be set before you like incense. May the lift, lifting up of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. Set a guard over my mouth, Lord, to keep watch over the door of my lips. Do not let my heart be drawn to what is evil, so that I take part in wicked deeds. May God preserve us. Along with those who are evildoers, do not let me eat their delicacies. Let a righteous man strike me, that is a kindness. You know, once in a while, when one of your righteous friends has said to you, listen, you gotta look at this blind spot you have in your life. You gotta take note of something going on. When a righteous man speaks to you, that is a, that is a kindness. That is a reward to you. That is something you should cherish because a flattering fool does not hold any accountability in your life who, who just flatters you that's the person you really can't trust let him rebuke me let a righteous man rebuke me that is oil on my head my head will not refuse it for my prayer will still be against the deeds of evildoers their rulers will be thrown down from the cliffs. And the wicked will learn that my words were well spoken. They will say as some plows and break up and breaks up the earth, so our bones have been scattered at the mouth of the grave. But my eyes are fixed on you, sovereign Lord. In you I take refuge. Do not give me over to death. Keep me safe from the traps set by evildoers. That's what God's doing right now. He is showing the traps that have been set by evildoers. And through that, 
it's going to keep people safe. From the snares that they have laid for me, keep me safe. Let the wicked fall into their own nets while I pass by in safety. I'm just going to under, underline this so that my kids one day read the Word of God and know what their mom thought was significant for their lives. My eyes are fixed on you, Sovereign Lord. One thing we see over and over again in the scriptures is that those who put their hope in God, those who trust Him, those who walk righteously before their God, and that's not in your own righteousness because we know that we're all fools and we need forgiveness and we need God's redemption for the mistakes, the thoughts, the actions that we might take. But if we will not give up and if we will keep trying and if we will repent before our God, then we are in the company of the righteous. And then his favor and his reward is with us. But woe to you who set traps and accuse the righteous of wrongdoing when the sty, the log is in your own eye. God is watching. He is able in a day to bring righteous judgment to our lives, to evildoers' lives that are in our sphere. He's also able to do it to a nation. And when God acts, it's like an See you tomorrow. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked, and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.